Welcome to Arbor Bridge Church's weekly podcast with your teacher, Daryl Canty. Arbor Bridge Church exists to bridge the gospel and our community by connecting people to Jesus and each other. Visit us online at arborbridgechurch.com. Um, <clears throat> so, I wasn't planning on having to hold a microphone while I speak. Um, But I wondered if you've ever had to carry something that was awkward and heavy. And when you're carrying that thing, someone opens the door for you or someone clears the path for you. Like you're, you're walking up on something and while you're, while you're carrying this, like this gigantic awkward thing, it's like blocking your view. And, and while you're doing it, you're coming up on like the hose or something like that. And somebody says, whoa, 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 wait, wait, whoa. And they clear the path for you. Whenever that happens to me, you know, I'm, I'm grateful door opening and, Jesus Christ has given us the gift of forgiveness and cleared the path for us to have a relationship with the Lord, to have the relationship with his Father, to have a relationship with God. Um, and last week we talked about how sin created uh, obstacles in our lives, in our relationship with him. And Christ offered us the best gift of forgiveness and cleared the obstacles away so that we, you know, we could get to him. And we, we referenced this verse. We said this. It says, <clears throat> Christ himself is the means by which our sins are forgiven. And not only our sins, but also the sins of everyone. And last week we said, let me say this, we said, Jesus doesn't mean the kind of forgiveness that, that we typically mean when we, when we say forgiveness in our lives. He doesn't mean that, like, when we talk about forgiveness, typically we say, you know, I'm going to try not to be angry anymore, or I'm going to try to find peace in my life, um, or in, in myself, I'm gonna, or I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm gonna, not going to hold this against you anymore. When we say forgive, that's typically what we mean. But when, when this verse, in this verse, when Jesus says, you know, it says, Jesus is how your sins are going to be forgiven. It's not just saying, I'm not going to hold this against you anymore. That's good, right? <laughs> but that's, that's, that's not like, that's not like the, the finish of the gift. So uh, think, think, of, think of it like this. Think of it like this. Have you ever, picture this. So let's pretend um, you are in a situation where you've lost Everything, everything, uh, all your physical things. So no food, no place to stay. Um, you, you haven't been able to pay your bills for months. And then someone shows up and says something like, I'm not going to hold your debts against you anymore. But they don't give you anything else. So that's good that you're, you, don't, you don't have, you know, your bills have been paid or your debt's not going to be held against you, but you still have some serious needs. Jesus goes further. Um, he, he doesn't just say, I'm going to take care of your debt. So I'm not holding your debt, your sin debt against you anymore. He says, I want to give you the best relationship you've ever experienced. Um, and it's not, enough, it's, it's not enough for Jesus to just forgive you. He wants to be one with you. 
Um, and, and clearly, that doesn't happen automatically. Um, it takes time. Um, it, it, is, it is a process. Um, but that is what he desires with you. Um, the, bu- taking time and building trust to that goal. Um, and that's what he means when he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He's not, he's not just saying, Father, don't be angry at them. Don't hold this against them. He's saying, he's saying, Father, don't hold this against them. And then let's do the work to make us one with these people, which is, is, is mind-boggling when you think of the context of Jesus saying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. It's an incredible thing to say. And now that Christ has cleared the path and offered the gift of forgiveness, he gives us this command. This is what he says. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. You must. You must love one another. Like Jesus says, okay, you must love one another. We must, okay, Jesus, well, what does that mean? Like, does that mean I get to love people how I want to? No. (laughs) Love people like I have loved you. You must. If you're a Jesus follower, you must. You have to. And how does this apply to forgiveness? How does this inform how we forgive in our lives? So um, early in Jesus' ministry, early in Jesus' ministry, Jesus said this to his disciples. He says this. He says, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. But woe to anyone through whom they come. So, so, so the, the, the things in this life you will have trouble. In this life it's going to be hard. In this life we're going to come across things while we're, while we're carrying our cross. We're carrying our heavy load. We're going to come across things that, that, that give us trouble. That make us stumble. But trouble for the people who are causing the stumbling. If you cause the stumbling trouble for you, he goes on, it would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. What do you mean by that, Jesus? If a brother, if your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. So, I don't, I love, I love for you to, to read the word. And then when you read it, to, to have in your mind, I'm going to try to do this. And if you do that, if you're a Jesus follower and you do that, following Jesus is hard. It's hard. And there are a ton of roadblocks in this world to following him. And it can feel like you're carrying something super heavy or super awkward through life. And, 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 and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Don't get in the way of people trying to, trying to, trying to do that, trying to follow Jesus, trying to, trying to get to Jesus. Don't, don't get in the way of that. Don't make it harder for people to get to him. Open the door. 
clear the hose away, clear, get, get, the, get stuff out of their path, make it easier for them to follow Jesus. Have you ever, um, have you ever played the game, Would You Rather? It's basically, it's, I don't know if it's a game, maybe it's you know, just a conversation story. It's basically a game where you answer Would You Rather questions. Um, and, and you're supposed to force yourself to pick one. So, like, would you rather be stuck in a phone booth with 10 snakes or 10 tarantulas? Um, and maybe you're like, neither. That's, the game is you have to pick one. So, or would you rather not be able to taste or not be able to see color? This, this, is, this is how it works. In verse 2, in verse 2, Jesus sets up this would you rather scenario and then tells you how to answer it. He says, would you rather have a heavy stone tied around your neck and then be thrown into the sea or get in the way of someone trying to, to follow me? Which would, would you rather? And, and just, just, again, when we read the Bible, you, we start to take it for granted. And especially if you've read it before, you, you've, you've heard it before. Make this real. You are out in the middle of like Lake Huron. Somebody's on somebody's boat and they've kidnapped you. They're ready to, and they've got a, Rope tied around your neck real good with a big old heavy rock attached to you. And they say, okay, get out to the edge. Terrifying, right? Terrifying. That sounds like an awful, awful scenario. What Jesus is saying is this. As awful as that sounds, as awful as that thing sounds, I want you to prefer that getting in the way of people who are trying to take up their cross and follow me, don't get in their way. And if, if you have to pick between drowning in the ocean, pick that first before you pick getting in the way. Pick that first. He takes being in the way of someone trying to get to him very serious. And he thinks we should too. He thinks we should too. Instead, he says, be careful. Be careful that you don't get in the way of someone who's trying to follow me. And here's how you do that. Here's how you do that. Which is, is, is completely counterintuitive. He says, if someone sins against you, rebuke them. The word rebuke always makes me uncomfortable because it sounds so harsh. I think it's a misinterpretation because it doesn't have to be harsh every time. Um, it, it means correction, right? It, 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 means, um, it means to give a warning, um, it means it means when I'm carrying something heavy and you see me walking up on the hose, you say, whoa, 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 hold on. Let me help you. And, and if if I was carrying something like that and you didn't say anything, that, that, that would be cruel. In ancient times, there were there were actually some variations of the word rebuke that meant to honor or show value. Which, may, which, which is interesting. Like, it implies that if you're willing to pull a person aside and talk, talk through how they've hurt you or how, they're, how they may be getting in the way of you following Jesus, you're actually saying you are honored. You are valued. 
and, and I think that, that, that is, that's really, really interesting because most of us don't honor other people enough to talk with them when they've hurt us, when they've sinned against us. Jesus tells us to give value to people in your life by willing, willing to pay the price of having hard conversations sometimes. And he implies that when we're not willing to do that, then we are being a stumbling block. When you are not willing to have those conversations, you are being a stumbling block. We make it harder for people to follow him. And I'm like, wait a minute, they're the ones who are, who are messing up and doing things wrong and hurting me. And Jesus will say, I know, I need you to love them enough to talk to them about it. When I would much prefer to mind my own business, I'd much prefer to be like, this is not nothing, nothing to do with me. He says, be willing to honor them enough to have that conversation. And I would say, of course, I don't want to. <laughs> And Jesus would be asking me, let me, let me ask you this, Daryl. Um, would you rather have a gigantic rock attached to your neck and be thrown into the sea? Or would you rather cause people to stumble, make it harder for them to follow me? Would you rather block people from getting to me? We cause each other to stumble when we are content to sit back and allow each other to sin against each other and not bring it up. And uh, we clear the path. We clear the path when we're willing to do this for one another. That is the kind of gift you can't buy. If you have someone in your life who is willing to come alongside you or come up to you when you've hurt them and they tell you, hey, listen, when you did this to me, that is a great friend. You need to treasure that. That is a gift you can't buy. And certainly, if you're like me, when it's happening, I'm like, I hate this. Please make this stop. And it doesn't feel like a gift at all. But on this side of it, it is always a gift. Because they save me from myself, which I constantly need saving from. Would you be willing? Would you be willing to clear the path for me and me, let me do that for you? So Jesus goes on to say this. He says, says to the one uh, to the one who sins against you he says he says go to the one who sins against you and then he says this if they listen forgive them if they listen forgive them and let's think about that for a moment cuz you know th- this this tracks how this tracks with how we normally define forgiveness um usually you so usually we define forgiveness by i'm letting this go um, i'm going to have peace in myself um, I'm not going to be bitter. I'm not going to play this over and over in my head. I'm not going to dwell on it all the time. I'm not going to be super angry. Um, so if that's the definition of forgiveness, when, then when Jesus, what Jesus seems to be saying is this is here. If, if, if someone sins against you, go to them, right? Talk it out. And if they're willing to change, then, then you can forgive them. You can stop being bitter at them, right? The implication is if they're not willing to change, then you don't have to forgive them. You can keep being bitter, you can keep being angry. You can keep holding it against them. 
Like with our, with our, with our definition for, of forgiveness, that's what it means, right? Clearly, Jesus doesn't mean that. Jesus says, if they repent, forgive them, because what he means is reconciliation. What he means is what he's done for you and for me. What he means is, if they repent, then you need to open the door to reconciliation. And Jesus means, if they repent, restore the relationship. So when, when, the, when the forgiveness that we embrace is only like a private process of inner healing and not the extending of the bridge that can begin to reconcile two people, the, to, to, it feeds the atmosphere where we can dehumanize people who hurt us. Or it encourages resentment and revenge and retaliation. And this is the kind of forgiveness that's most common in, in our world, of course. Cut off connections, withdraw interaction. I forgive you, but I don't want to ever see you ever again. And I won't risk anything at the giving of the gift of forgiveness that Jesus talked about. And certainly, 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 this is a watered-down form of Christianity where relationships with people don't matter. It's just your inner peace that matters the most, Right? You don't have to do anything really hard. And it misses the truth that the highest value in the universe is a human soul. And forgiveness in the scriptural context is is always relational. And we're not not really engaged in the kind of forgiveness that Jesus talked about here until we are seeking to take whatever steps that are are possible to restore the relationship or reconcile. And this this kind of forgiveness should be the, the central task for Jesus followers because the central task for Jesus and when it's not possible, when it's not possible, we deeply grieve the loss and experience the failure of that relationship. But whenever it's possible, we seek to offer forgiveness. We are seeking to understand the other. We, we value the other, love the other. And, and, when, and whenever we're talking about Christian forgiveness, I think it's important to say that understanding and valuing and loving does not mean enabling of abuse or going along to your own destruction. Um, instead, it can be the foundation for moving forward into intervention. It can be the foundation for saying, listen, this can't happen anymore. It can be the spark for caring enough to talk with them, to, to, to talk with someone and make it clear. If this relationship is ever to go back to what it was, it, some trust needs to be built. So forgiveness that Christ offers and commands and commands and commands. If you're a Jesus follower, this is super important. And commands for us to offer is leaving you open the possibility that reconciliation could begin. And certainly there's tension between reconciling in love and maintaining separation and respect for the, the safety of, of both self and the other. But it, it's moving close to the person as possible without violating your worth, your dignity, your personhood. Um, it's this offer of a relationship. And technically, technically, it's not reconciliation because reconciliation takes two, right? But as far as it depends on you, maybe it, says, it sounds familiar to you guys, as far as it depends on you, you're living at peace with everyone, with everyone. Ralph, Ralph Luther was a Bible expert who lives like 100 years ago. He says this, to love one's enemy does not mean to love the mire in which the pearl lies, but to love the pearl that lies in the mire by seeing the other with new eyes, by restoring perceptions of worth, by recognizing the other's preciousness in spite of a particular behavior, you can glimpse the pearl glinting through the mire. If your sister hurts you, betrays you, Honor her by 
talking with her about what she has done. And if she determines to change, then do everything you can to start the process of restoring that relationship. It says it like this. If you're, if you're a brother, and again, I don't, I don't know how, how else we, we, we can interpret this. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day. And then seven times comes back to you saying, I repent. You can decide if you want to forgive them. Right? You must forgive them. Super, super strong language that I don't even know what to do with in my life. Super hard. Such difficult instructions. When someone does me wrong one time, it's done. I'm, I'm, I don't want to interact with them anymore. I don't want to see them anymore. Jesus says, if they sin against you seven times in a day, forgive them, and then continue to offer the opportunity for reconciliation. And this command is is so impossible. It's so daunting that that when Jesus said it out loud to to the people who were there, this is how they responded. Lord, increase our faith. He said this. Again, and so... When you're in Christian circles, we like to read Bible verses where Jesus says something really, really radical and we water it down to nothing. But he couldn't have meant that because when they respond to what he said, they said, whoa, Lord, increase our faith. This is, this is, it's too big. It's too much. Which is, is an appropriate thing to say when you read the word and it's asked you to do things that just look impossible. Help me, Lord. I, I need the spirit. Fill me with your spirit. I don't know what to do. I need you. We need you. Increase our faith. Question. What if you could give the gift that would make it easier for someone to follow Christ more closely? What if you could clear the path for them so they didn't have anything to stumble over? Is there anyone in your life who would benefit from you initiating forgiveness? And for some of this, there's no doubt it's super hard. It's really hard. And maybe it seems impossible. Um, and there's so much bad blood between you and him or you and her. Uh, you would even know where to begin. Um, and when Jesus suggests reconciliation, the only thing that you can say is, Lord, increase my faith. Because I don't know where to start. Hey, but that's, a good, that's, that's, that's where you start, right there. Lord, increase my faith. I don't know what to do. Start with that prayer. Lord, increase my faith. And then ask him, Father, is there anyone who would benefit from me initiating forgiveness? So let me say this. Let me say this. Uh, there are certainly those of you either here in person, maybe, or online. Um, maybe you, you, you're going to want to talk with me about this, and that's great. You love, love to talk with you about it. Um, but th- th- there, there are some of you <clears throat> who are saying, this is wrong. I don't like it. 
Jesus did not mean for me to reconcile, you know, whenever it's possible. What about abusive relationships? I hear you. I hear you. And here's what I would say about that. In your life, in your specific life, that might be 1% of all the relationships. Maybe that, that should not be or cannot be reconciled. Maybe. Don't let that 1% be your out for addressing the other 99%. Jesus expects you to offer the kind of forgiveness that he has offered to you. And it is ridiculously generous. Communion is a time of renewed relationship, come back together, making things right relationally between us and God and each other. Um, and, and maybe, maybe you've, you know, so there's some of you who have never made a relationship between you and God right. So today is the day to take that step, to, to accept his offer of forgiving your debt and being reconciled to him. I'd love to be a part of that conversation. I'd love to be a part of that conversation. I want the rest of you to pray these things during communion. Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. If you think God doesn't answer prayers, start with that one. Increase my faith. And then ask him, is there anyone who could benefit from me initiating forgiveness and allow your definition of forgiveness to change from your definition to his. And then every time you read it and every time you sing it and every time you think about it, let that definition be changed. Let's pray together. Dear Father, uh, I am uh, embarrassed to say that when I read verses like this, they terrify me. I don't, I don't like, I don't like how vulnerable they make me. I don't like what it looks like it's going to cost me. Um, I don't like the potential of being hurt. I just, I need you to increase my faith. I needed you to help me trust in you more. To, to, to do what I, I, don't, I don't think is possible. To, to make possible the, the, the idea of reconciling with people who have hurt, who have hurt us, who have hurt me. And not in an irresponsible kind of way, Lord. Yeah, it's, it's I pray that you would guide us, guide us by your Holy Spirit. You often in your word make these wild, wild statements about what you expect of us. And you don't explain them. You don't go on and on giving disclaimers and all kinds of things like that. You just say, this is the standard for following me. And certainly you do that with forgiveness. Help us to love people like you loved us. To forgive people like you've forgiven us. 
And whenever it's possible, help us to live at peace with everyone, to open the door, to let down the drawbridge for an opportunity for a renewed relationship. Let that be the gift that we give to someone in our life this season. What a what an incredible gift. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information on our church, visit us online at arborbridgechurch.com.